1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. We'll
2: go out to the Orion Fuels and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line, truly steps beyond convenient. We'll find Chris Valerie's on the call tomorrow night, Miami, Notre Dame on ABC with
1: Carp Street.
2: Chris, thanks for the time again. Really appreciate you joining us uh, again this week.
1: It's a big week. I'm excited. Uh, good morning to everybody.
2: Well, we appreciate you Also, you, you, uh, you gave us the old wink-wink. If they took care of business, college game day was coming and they're getting all the uh, the fruits of having a big game. It's pretty awesome that they uh, they get, are getting all this exposure, and game day is coming here.
1: Yeah, it is. I was over there yesterday to uh, to watch some practice and talk to, to Mark Rick going back there today, and you could feel it a little bit. I hope to go over to the set and watch the setup because I think it's going to be a backdrop. It's not going to look like any game day that's uh, ever been done. I don't think we've ever done one by a body of water before with palm trees in the background, so it'll be good. I think it'll be a nice postcard. Um, from Coral Gables, and hopefully, you know, get enough fan support and student support that it'll show people uh, around the country that there are misconceptions about how the program is followed and how passionate the fans are. So it, the ingredients are there. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to make a cameo over there to talk about the old days because, you know, the late 80s early nineties up into two thousands before all these players were born. I was down here. It felt like every other week for some reason involving Canes football. So it'll be good to be back over there on campus.
0: So is game day around the pool. Is that, is that what I heard? Or is it, it by one of the lakes
1: near it's near the lake in the pool? I mean, it's that plaza that's next nearby the food court.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: They're going to use that, that space there with the, I think the water in the background and there'll be you know, room for people to stand around, and I wasn't sure if they'd pick that or the the quad area where sort of the U sculpture is. But they they chose to be by the water because I think it's never been done before, and I think it'll look very Miami.
0: So the high dive at the pool at UM is pretty notorious. Are we getting one of you to jump off of it?
1: I, I'm told that this, yeah. I'm told that the, uh, the swimming and diving team is going to be practicing during the show, so that that may or may not feature. And I, I don't I don't make those calls anymore. But I think it'd be a missed opportunity if, it, if the pool weren't shown. Let's put it that way.
0: It's always nice to to our two teams back to back like that, especially with the University of Miami. You guys really didn't have to go anywhere. But what about starting to interview the Notre Dame crew, the coaches over there? What What stands out to you in your mind of of the evaluation that you guys are doing on Notre Dame?
1: Well, the hunger and the leadership of the intangibles. You remember Notre Dame was a 4 team last year. It was disastrous. And Brian Kelly, after coaching 27 years, had to do some soul-searching, had to look in the mirror and figure out what he had done wrong, what his players were telling him he needed to change about himself and the staff and the culture. And that's tough for a coach who's got a lot of pride and a good-sized ego and done it a long time and had success. But he did all those things. Two new coordinators. The place is re-energized. There's good leadership, which began to build after the season ended last year in December. So all the things were in place. Notre Dame's defense has been a pleasant surprise. We knew they could score and run the ball. But the quarterback, Wimbush, has been um, you know, consistently improving since their one loss against Georgia. It'll be a big test for him against the Canes, I think, in this environment. But the defense, I think people expected, would be um, a work in progress and, and really be shaky. It, it has come around. And they had sort of one bad game last week against Wake Forest that they consider an outlier. They were way ahead, and they gave up a lot of points and yards. That's really the only team all year that scored more than 20. So I think they come in here favored for a reason, but I think it's a really good matchup. And and we we hope for the usual. We hope it comes down to the last couple plays.
0: You keep mentioning the Notre Dame's defense. We, of course, keep hearing about Notre Dame's O-line. Could you say that this is maybe the best Front seven in college football against the best O line in college football.
1: Well, Notre Dame seriously think of themselves as the best O line. There's actually a trophy for that, and they're hungry to win it. Um, you know, you've got a guy Mike McGlinchey who's you know kind of like the, the poster boy for Notre Dame over there at left tackle, and uh, th- those guys I think they have a, they have a very strong collective ego that they can run the ball in anybody that they will get your that defensive line in Miami running sideline to sideline early. And then come straight at them and punish them in the second half. That's that's their mindset against most anybody. And when you have an offensive line that's running for 300 yards a game, they don't they don't get intimidated by anybody's stats on the other side. I think Miami too, um, you know, it comes into this game with a lot of juice. I mean, Virginia Tech was supposed to create big running plays. I thought they would. I was stunned last week how well Miami defended the Hokies' run. I really was. I didn't think they could hold them to two and a half yards of carry and about 100 yards total rushing and and they did it. They're going to have to be maybe that good or better against the run tomorrow night to win the game because Notre Dame comes in with a a pretty straightforward plan to, to try to smash them.
0: You know Manny Diaz is going to have a ridiculous plan going against Josh Adams. their running back and Brandon Wimbush trying to contain him. Do you think Notre Dame has seen speed like the University of Miami in that nasty swarm that we just saw last Saturday night?
1: Not since the Georgia game. You're right about that. I mean, Georgia limited Wimbush. It looked pretty big for him. It was his second career start. He wasn't really ready for that athleticism and that speed. And even though it was a home game, Georgia's defense was all over them. And and he has improved a lot since then. I think Diaz knows that. But I do think the combination of scheme, athlete, crowd noise, pressure, all those things, you know, he's not an accurate passer. I look at all the metrics. Um, we don't we don't try to pummel the audience with all the stats that we have, but I think it, you look at a bunch of them to sort of shape your ideas about the game and what teams might do. And he's one of the, the most inaccurate quarterbacks in FBS in terms of the percentage of his throws that are off target. Now he's gotten better at that, but you know what happens against the U when when you make an off-target throw? It's usually picked, and somebody's wearing the chain, and and those things can be, you know, heightened by by a pass rush in his face. So you you if you're Miami, you want to do the same thing. You want that offensive line's a great run blocking line, but they've been you know they, they've given up some pressure, and Wimbush on the run can make it an accurate throw. And it's one of those things too. Like I did, you think Miami was going to have four takeaways last week? No, I didn't, I, I thought no. we'd see the chain, but but I didn't think they could do it like that. And Hokies never turn the ball over. Same thing with Notre Dame. So you got a team that's not turnover prone against a defense that's takeaway crazed. And you, how's that going to play out? The other thing too, Miami has got a score, and they're getting close. You know, you look at these red zone numbers. Notre Dame is tremendous. Right. Um, they cash it in when they get close between Adams and Wimbush and that big O line we've talked about. they they, they get the ball in the end zone. Miami settling for three is not a good idea. Um, and sooner or later, that's going to haunt them. And then having to do the grabastic stuff down near the goal line that we saw for the most part last week—you know, the throwback to the quarterback. I mean, that's just that's just a, a team that's not very confident. You can move people off the ball and score touchdowns from how the much, five-yard line.
0: How much do you think of that? Was pressure from outside coming in and, and asking Rick to be a little bit more aggressive with his play calling that first series?
1: Man, I don't know. I mean, I, you, you throw a fade, which I don't like in the end zone. Then you then you. Try the middle, and they don't get anything. Then, then you throw a, a throwback to the quarterback <laughs> uh, from a guy who's hardly been in the game this year, and then you then you go for it and four down. And you run like an old Georgia toss sweep. So I, clearly, it's it's a play caller searching for answers with an o line that has not been very good at just moving people off the ball. You can criticize the coach, but he's just trying to make something happen down there. And I, I think that you know Notre Dame's defense is not is not easy to score on. i, I said this last week. Miami's got a better chance. As hard as it is, because Notre Dame doesn't give up a lot of big plays. They're not like Virginia Tech. and are not going to just chuck it downfield and, and make a play all the time. I mean, you, you have to find ways to score from outside the 10- the or 15-yard line. You're going to have a better better chance than you are punching it in close against Notre Dame. Unless they have worked on a whole bunch of stuff this week that's and execute a lot better. Right? That, that's a real problem area for this game for the Canes, I think.
2: Chris, what did you make of Hard Rock Stadium? The atmosphere was—it was—it was, it looked packed. But but we we were talking last week a little bit about what do you expect from it with the the roof all that. Yep. It's going to be a big game. What were your what what did you take away from how the the crowd was? And is it a? Do you think it actually can be a home field advantage for the Canes that way? Oh
1: there's no doubt it was. I, mean, I thought it was electric in there. You know, I think that having the roof on there keeps the noise in, and you have enough people to make noise. Um, it looks beautiful on television. I think it's a great show showpiece for Miami to have that stadium lit up and full and energized because you know not many college teams can play in a stadium that, that looks that nice and you know the only missing ingredient has been a bunch of people in seats and I think you're going to get that and I, I think Notre Dame will have its share of fans down there both both who travel into Miami because they like making the trip and, and I'm sure there's a fair number of Notre Dame fans down here too so I think it'll they'll be represented there but the Miami fans can make it very tough and I, I thought you know it'll never be like the old Orange Bowl. You know, you guys know that. I mean, it's not going to approach the, the frenzy that you had in that in that old horseshoe in Little Havana. But I think that it, it's it's got a chance to be by far the best atmosphere we've seen at a, at a UM game uh, up in that stadium for sure. And, and I, I hope it comes through on TV. I think mean, it'd be a missed opportunity for Miami if they didn't show the world that their crowd can be energized and they can be a home field advantage.
0: Talking to Chris Fowle. Chris, what do you think is going to be more intimidating or probably the cooler thing? Guest picker this weekend or Corso in a banana hammock backflipping off the high dive?
1: LC <laughs> off <laughs> the high dive would be, I don't care what he wears. I don't, I don't need to see that swimsuit you described. But yeah. I, <laughs> Why is it going to uh, be a banana
0: hammock? Yeah. It
1: always what, does. What's the, isn't it just, you guys are hyping this. Isn't this just a 10-meter platform? I mean, it's just a regular high dive, right? What's, it's, what's, have, you, have, have you jumped off one of those before? You don't have. Yeah, I've jumped off one of those. We don't have sharks underneath it, right? It's just a regular pool. It's just regular chlorine water. I mean, what's, what's the big deal?
2: I don't know. We were supposed to do it as a, as a humiliation punishment last year, and, <laughs> and legal banned us from yeah, doing it. Yeah,
0: legal would not allow us to do it. We were supposed to do Your it last year.
1: legal wouldn't allow yes. you to do it, or they're legal.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know. They Whatever they were, they were wimps about it. They wouldn't
1: let us do it.
0: The lawyers got involved and, and didn't allow feet, us to do
1: it. It's 33 feet. It's over in like a second and a half. I'm not saying like, you know, you don't even have to dive in. You just just do a cannonball. Just you're just jump into it. That's come on. I'm with you. The lawyers messed that up. That's too bad. Don't they always?
2: Don't they always. <laughs>
1: damn lawyers. Well, I'm not ruining a suit by doing it, but I, <laughs> I, I promise you, uh, whether it's jumping off a cliff into the water or a high dive, I, it wouldn't be my first time.
2: Chris, appreciate the time. <laughs> We're looking forward to the game tomorrow night. Thank you for spending time with us the last couple of weeks. Me too, really, hey, it's it.
1: been my pleasure. Hope we can do it many more times. It, it, it behooves me to have you relevant and playing big home games. Cause uh, if they're playing big home games, really big ones, uh, I get to do them. That's part of the ABC deal. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I hope people will come out tomorrow morning and make it a nice show for, for America and, and show people that, uh, that you does have a lot of fans and a lot of support and a lot of spirit.
2: Absolutely. That's Chris Fowler. You guys can catch it tomorrow night. Kirk Herbstreit and him have the call on ABC. We're looking forward. Kanes Notre Dame. Can't wait.
0: Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media?